those kingfish, spinach, mackerel, whatever, there's a reason they get out, out there on top of those rocks in those particular spots. So there's no reason a cobia wouldn't be there. If the bait fish are there, they'll be there. Or they might just be there chilling. And one, you can do bucktails. So you can jig, you know, bucktails, bottom fishing bucktails um, works really well, and you'll catch some flounder doing that. Or you bounce one of these jigs off the bottom. Um, and what I like to do is fish. You want you want obviously fish about eighty pound fluoro or heavier. On the jigs, they're pretty aggressive. You know, they're usually not too particular on light line. But all you're doing is just like banging the bottom. You're ripping it up and making sure it's crashing back down on the bottom. And a lot of times you're gonna rip it up, let it go but to the bottom, and they're gonna hit it on that strike. So you're gonna think you're on the bottom, and you're gonna go rip it up, and he's gonna be on there. Um, they do eat long jigs, you know, like a typical knife jig. I've got one over here that I really like. Um, something like this, about 180 grams color. I don't really think matters. I like a blue and white or pink and white or a silver. As long as it's got like a little bit of glow on it, they will eat knife jigs. But those cobia's mouth, you know, if they eat it from the side like that, sometimes you don't get a good hookup. That's why I like the shorter, stouter ones. Typically like one hook. I don't fish two hooks when I'm like bottom bouncing. That, that <laughs> setup is more like for tuna jigging. All right, so now I'm going to go over some gear that I like to use. Personally, I think Cobia are really rough on your gear, and I like to pregame some of the things before we go. So I'll have anywhere from 40-pound liter up to 80-pound liter because you're not putting that much drag on them anyways. Typically, you know, you're, you're catching them that upper part of the water column. So... You don't have to worry about them snagging on a reef or whatever. Like if you're fishing around like a pier, some structure, something like that, I would go for the opera, the heavier gear, you know, 100, 130 pound fluoro, something like that. That way you can really put the heat on them, turn their head when you have to type of thing. But anyways, I like to rig up a bunch of circle hooks. I use about 18 inches to 24 inches of leader. And I do like to use a swivel on that just so I can do like quick gear change. Um, if you guys have a strong braid to fluoro knot that you like to use, I'll, I'll go over one in another video I'm going to make this week. But I think Kobe are, are like so aggressive. You don't have to do like that braid to fluoro knot. I like to throw a swivel on there. That way I can also rig up like a Carolina rig on the fly type of thing. It's one less piece of gear. I got to get ready while I'm out on the water. So, and only use one rig per fish. Cobia fight so hard and like they've got like little catfish teeth. If you guys have ever caught them and I've seen that kind of wear on the fluoro. Um, so I, I just like to be ready, get as much fishing time as I can and I'll rig up. You know, your favorite circle hook, I use the owner, Super Mudos. Super strong, offset circle hook. Have an excellent hookup ratio, in my opinion. It's my go-to. You know, I've talked about it before, but, like, I love a hook with a little bit of ass on it, especially if you're using, like, a small circle hook. Because if you guys have, like, 
small shad, you don't want a nine knot circle hook sticking out of that shad's nose. Um, typically how I like to rig them as well is, you know, in line with their, their nose. I don't like to go crossways. I found that like when you hook a shad crossways, he's not going to last long. It's like cutting the air off to his head or something. I don't know. And then also through the back, you can rig them. Um, but I don't like to rig them through the back typically because you're going to be working that shad a little bit. You're going to be throwing them out. You're going to be trying to fling them a little bit farther. That nose gives you a little bit more oomph to it. You know, the hook's got something to hold on to. And when you're cranking them back in, he'll look a little more natural. I can't tell you how many times I have had cobia when I think they're, they're not going to bite that shad and I start cranking it back to the boat. They come out from underneath that bait ball and smack it on the way in. So I always rig them through the nose. That's just my personal preference and what I think works the best and has the most natural presentation for cobia fishing. If you guys are like... Nah, not a circle hook guy. Um, I do have an alternative for you. Badass J hook. Also owner. Offshore live bait hook. It's also pretty thick. And it's got the offset tip. I really like that offset tip. Because I think it's just a little more. Your odds of snagging some meat on them in their mouth. Is a lot better than having something that's perfectly in line. And then these two. If you do hook one on a live bait hook, that thing is thick, right? It's sharp, but it's thick. So I'll set that hook. You want to let them eat it. Like a circle hook, as soon as they got it, they're I'll just like flip the bale over and load the rod up. Just crank, load the rod up, and that's that. We're using a J hook, though. Set that hook. Let them have a little bit. Let them have a little bit. I'll usually count to like five. Let them run. That way it kind of gets a little bit deeper in his throat or the back of his mouth. And then I will yank that rod two ways to Sunday, right? And then when, once you come tight on him, he's taking a little drag, give it another, you know, like two or three more times. Tug that thing in so that you know that J-hook really catches and the odds are of the meat going into the corner, the bend of that hook. Leader, fluoro, you know, I use CR Gold. Um, anywhere from 40 to 100 pound. I probably have like fewer wanting to go out. Sometimes those fish are real finicky. So like on live bait, I would definitely use 40. And, you know, that way you're, you're given like the most agile presentation. But if you're using a bucktail, I'd probably go with that 60 or 80. And then if you're fishing on the bottom, you're going to want to beef it up um, to about 80 to 100, something like that. All personal preference, but the more weight you're using, the more, or like the heavier line you're going to want to use. That's how I typically gauge it. You know, I don't want to fish 40 pound with a Carolina rig and it's got, you know, a six ounce egg sinker slinging up and down the rig or whatever. I don't think that's going to do you any justice when you're cranking a fish in. You know, you don't want uh, your leader to be the reason you lose a cobia. It's hard enough to catch one. Going over some gear though. Bottom rigs is I like it with something a little bit heavier. Um, Shimano Travala, something short. You know, this is like a 5.8 model. And you can cast the bucktail 
on this heavy-ass Travala. So it's a pretty good multi-use rod. This one's, I think, extra heavy. Or no, extra, extra heavy. One of my grouper rods. And the cool thing about, like, these spinning rods is that they're really, like, multi-use. And, you know, you can use them for grouper fishing, bottom fishing, uh, popping, cobia fishing, anything like that. I personally think spinning rod is like the most like a heavy to medium heavy to heavy you know eight or ten thousand spinning rod is the most versatile saltwater fishing rod you can have you can catch just about anything on it you know it may not be tactical in all situations but you can make it work so i'll typically have like something heavier that's gonna be like my bottom rigs what i got my like my carolina rigs on or like say i got like a three ounce bucktail or whatever and then something for lighter, like fly lining. You know, when you're throwing that live bait out, sight fishing that shad or the eel. Shimano Therese, you know, something a little bit longer, six, six, seven foot, something like that, personal preference. I don't think it makes a whole lot of difference. I do like a little bit lighter tip on it. That way I can fling that eel or the shad out a little bit further. Um, as far as line goes, on my bottom rig like that uh, Shimano Travala, I'll fish 80 or 100 pound braid. This one I might go with like a 65 pound braid. That way it just casts a little bit better and I've got a little bit more line capacity because if you're fishing 40 pound leader and you know, you're fishing an 8,000 size spinning reel and you got a circle hook, live bait, and you hook one of those 80 pound cobias, you're gonna want something with some line capacity because he's going to be doing a lot of running, right? And you're not going to put a lot of heat on him with 40-pound leader. Anyways, moving along. My favorite bucktail rod is the Star. You guys didn't see that. I just jammed the rod tip in the ceiling. <laughs> but anyways, Star Rods Plasma, 7-foot. Um, this is a 12 to 30, 3-8 to 3-ounce. Absolutely love this rod. It's awesome for... Tuna fishing, cobia fishing, um, bucktail fishing, anything like that. I like it because it's got quite a good backbone on it, like a stiffer backbone. But then that tip is like a soft tip. So I don't have to worry about snapping a rod if I really fling a uh, two-ounce bucktail out. This one, I could opt for a 65 or 80-pound braid. If you got a 10,000-size spinning reel, I'd probably go with that 80-pound. If you got an 8,000, I'd probably go with that 65 um swivels don't overdo it on swivels if you got guys are fishing a swivel um you gotta think about your gear right so like you don't want a marlin sized 400 pound swivel <laughs> if you're fishing a live shad you know you don't want that thing dragging the shad to the bottom and then you also don't want to look like a googan so you gotta think about like where's my weakest point your weakest point is gonna be your knot no matter what you're doing knots the weakest point so 40 pound leader probably not gonna fish more than about an 80 100 pound swivel and those things are pretty small 80 or 100 pounds and you're not gonna snap it do buy the quality swivel don't buy the cheap ass swivels okay if you're gonna if you're gonna fish cheap ass swivel get that 180 pound swivel 200 pound swivel but you know, I like the Spros. Um, they've done really well for me. Never had any failures on them. 
and you want to reduce every aspect of gear failure and basically just leave it up to if you're going to lose a fish you want it to be because that fish just popped off the hook or operator error you know as i like to call it <laughs> um thank you guys for tuning in today last little bit of that video got messed up but it's all right you didn't miss much um please hit me up on instagram obsidian fishing zach messer and i'll answer any questions if you guys want to connect bs whatever um also doing some fishing trips 2024 if you guys are interested in going with me i'll be running out of san diego be doing trips about every month something like that and i'm headed to hawaii for a month in january all right guys peace out have a good christmas